Welcome to Hope and Suffering with me, Matt Jones, an exegetical study through the book of 1 Peter designed to bring biblical hope to the suffering and to bring biblical instruction on how to suffer well. Suffering is indeed everywhere. If 2020 has taught anything to anyone, it is that suffering is pervasive, unexpected, tumultuous, unpredictable, and terrible. So many things have happened this year to cause suffering, and it seems only to get worse when you turn on the news or scroll through social media. It seems as though this whole world is so full of misery that hope is hard, if not impossible, to find. Many try to find hope in their families, others in their preparations, precautions, some in policies, vaccinations, government leaders, but it seems like one by one these things fail us and, and we can't find hope in them. Our hope in them is dismantled, leaving nothing. The major question is this, does lasting hope actually exist? And a follow-up question is, where can this hope be found? Hope is defined as a favorable and confident expectation. And this is what Peter will be referring to when he is talking about hope. He's talking about the Greek word here, elpis. And this is not a contingent kind of hope I, uh, that we hope for something will change. We hope that, uh, you know, government leaders will make the decisions that we want them to make. <laughs> you know, we, we hope that this disease will go away. No, this is a favorable and confident expectation. This is something that we look forward to because we know it's going to happen. This is the true hope that we're going to be talking about. So, uh, welcome. Welcome to this podcast. Uh, this is kind of a new experience for me. Uh, I've never done a podcast before, but I'm excited to learn. I'm excited to study. I'm going to be blessed by the study, and I hope you will be blessed as well by this. So, why a podcast? Why am I doing this? Uh, my intention is this. To glorify God. That's the main overarching ex uh, expectation uh, for me for this podcast. Uh, Thomas Watson says that we glorify God by living a fruitful life. So it's my goal in recording these episodes to be fruitful for God by producing some tangible fruit that others can benefit from. Uh, Thomas Watson also talks about when we suffer for him... Uh, we're glorifying God and uh, living a holy life in light of those sufferings. We're living, we're glorifying God. So in the coming episodes, we're going to be exploring the book of First Peter and learn about all, all about the hope in the midst of suffering and consequently how to suffer well. That's my goal in this is so that we can learn from Peter how to suffer well because no matter what's happening, what happens in this world. The grass is never greener on the other side. We're always going to be suffering. And I don't say that to bum us out. Um, that's just the expectation we should have in this world. But um, the Bible gives us clear instruction on how to face that suffering in a godly way. Watson says this, The glory of Christ's kingdom does not stand in worldly pomp and grandeur as other things. But it is seen in the cheerful, cheerful sufferings of his people. And he says this as well. Many pray, let this cup pass away. But few pray, 
Thy will be done. So this cod fa- cod past podcast, <laughs> excuse me, is therefore is meant to glorify God through both its author, me, and its listeners. That's you. God will be central to our discussions because it is only a God-focused, a Christ-focused, and a heaven-focused that will bring genuine hope through our suffering. So if you're checking this out um, and this, this makes you wary, I urge you to consider staying and listening anyway because giving God the glory is what we were all designed to do. Uh, doing this, giving God the glory is when we will feel the most fulfilled and the most joyful. So what is this podcast? Uh, in a sentence, this is an exegetical study of the book of First Peter. We'll go through the original language, uh, the historical and literary context, uh, the theology that Peter discusses, and more. I intend to do this uh, a few verses every episode. Um depending on the section I'm in. So this is a temporary one. It's designed to end at the end of First Peter. My hope is that uh, it will be the best of both worlds in relation to a sermon that you'd hear in church and uh, um, an academic study, something you'd hear in a seminary or college classroom. Um, I, w- I want to try and bring the both the both best of both of those worlds together uh in the this podcast. Uh so each episode will be probably between ten to fifteen minutes. Although I will leave room for the possibility for some of these maybe a little shorter, some maybe a little longer. So a little about me, my name is Matt Jones. Uh, I'm currently a seminary student, the Master Seminary, working on a MDiv and I'm uh, also a student at the Master's University, currently working on uh, Master's of Biblical Counseling. Uh, I'm excited to be able to help and serve in this way. Um, this is a, a great podcast for those who are suffering, but also for those who want to help other people through suffering as well. So um, Next, we're going to talk about the context of this book, just briefly. Uh, context is something that we're going to be going over through the remainder of this podcast as we study each section of the book. However, I want to talk about a few introductory things, uh, but first we're going to take a little bit of a break. Hi, welcome back. Uh, now we're going to jump into some context. Uh, Peter's original readers are going through some suffering themselves. They are being attacked by persecution, a big factor in determining... The historical context of this book revolves around the big fire that destroyed much of Rome in July 18th, 64 AD. When this fire consumed that great city, persecution escalated dramatically for the Roman, uh, the believers in the Roman Empire. Nero, which was the emperor at the time of Peter's writing, was a crazy man. He was consumed with sun worship, and he wanted to build a temple specifically to worship the sun. It was going to be a a tremendous, ornate temple uh, designed to magnify the sun's rays as it shone through the opening in the roof, bounced off of reflective materials and such. Um, But he couldn't build it because there was not enough space where he wanted to build it and such. So, best thing to do would be to burn down the city that already existed so that he could make space. So the devastating 
to the polytheistic people at the time, because all of their gods that they trusted in to protect them from these kinds of things all burned down in the fire as well. The people wanted retribution for this tragedy, and so when Nero blamed the Christians for the fire, he said all the Christians are the ones who started it, everyone was eager to jump on that bandwagon and persecute the Christians along with Nero. So, our question is this, was First Peter written before or after this fire? And that's a really important question, because if it was before the fire, then it's we see that persecution existed, but it was not yet an official Roman policy. Uh, if it was after this fire, then the persecution was probably official in the Roman Empire, official policy in the Roman Empire, and so therefore there was le uh, mass martyrdom in the Christian community. Uh, and this lasted for several emperors afterwards as well. So First Peter was likely written in 62 to 64 AD, based on internal and external evidences, right before this great fire. In light of these considerations, it's best to believe that the persecution of these believers were encountering was mostly verbal. Um, at the point of this letter's composition, there was not an official decree yet, but that would come soon. And suffering for these believers would soon be much, much worse. Now, does it sound anything, just bring bring to your, your thoughts, I guess, um, something else. Uh, to me, this, this reminds me of the United States at the time, at this time. Um, I, I don't, I feel funny even talking about Christians being persecuted right now. Um, because the worst we have to deal with is name-calling, um, being represented falsely, Maybe a teacher doesn't give us a, a good grade in a class if he's an atheistic teacher uh, or whatever. Um, persecution in this country is not that bad. Uh, some people will point to the fact that churches were shut down. Um, and I would agree that the churches were unfairly treated uh, through this pandemic. Um, while the churches were shut down, there were other things that were open that shouldn't have been open and it shows some hypocrisy hypocrisy but there's nothing official that says christianity has to be persecuted yet uh, it's mostly verbal and it's mostly um, uh, a case-by-case -case situation scenario but it is getting worse there are some policies that um, point to anti-christian teachings um, and I think it will get worse. I think it will get a lot worse in this country pretty soon. Um, and Christians and are in the crosshairs of the, mo the ones being most bigoted based on our beliefs coming from God's word. As morality continues to drift away from God's character and his design, and people do more and more what is right in their own eyes, it will be those who stand for the truth who will be attacked the most. So you can see how relevant this book is, this letter is. Uh, it's not just written uh, with relevance to these specific people in the, in the first century church. Uh, this book was written, uh, of course, for them, but it has so much relevance to us as well. Uh, that suffering is everywhere, as we've already talked about. And, and it's going to soon get worse in this country before it gets better. 
uh, if it gets better. I don't know. You know, I can't tell the future, but if history is a, a teacher in and of itself, then uh, things are going to get worse, and, and we're going to need to know how to suffer well. We're going to need to know how to suffer through persecution and do it in a God-honoring way to not compromise. Um, because we're going to be the ones who are suffering the most. But even if we don't suffer through persecution, everybody suffers in this life in one way or another, no matter who you talk to. Everyone will agree that there is something wrong with this world. Real evil exists, whether it be in the sinfulness of man, um, or in natural disasters. Uh, suffering is always present. And even though this context of this letter is persecution, the principles that we learn are can ab apply to all types of suffering. Even if you're not cu currently going through suffering, I guarantee that you uh, eventually will. And I don't want to be pessimistic about this. I don't want to be um, a, a downer or anything like that. But like Peter, I want to be realistic. We must be prepared with the proper mindset when that suffering comes. Whether that suffering is from persecution, disease, injury, rejection or abandonment, abuse, the loss of a loved one. Uh, we need to be ready for these things. Um, and Peter gives us a lot of uh, a lot of hope and a lot of context through this. So um, that's the context that's going to drive our study of the book of First Peter. Um, I'm real excited. I'm going to release the next one, hopefully in the next few days. It's going to be covering the first few verses, and we're going to be looking at the surety of our salvation. So uh, thank you for listening. I'll talk to you in a few more days. This has been Hope and Suffering, an exegetical study through the book of First Peter. Please subscribe for future episodes, which will come out weekly. This podcast can be found on most major podcast sites and apps, or you can visit anchor.fm slash mattjones to listen. I look forward to our future studies together, and remember to find your hope in the Lord.